everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase Dark Dice, a free horror actual play podcast. Chills and thrills await in this creepy campaign, brought to life with a fully original soundtrack. Follow the heroes as they try to survive the exhaustion, stress, and cold in Domain of the Nameless God, the show's first season. Each new season will follow a new story and cast, including a mix of first-time players and folks you might recognize, like Jeff Goldblum, Lily Pichu, and Jasper William Cartwright. Combat is edited to be condensed and enjoyable, while still playing true to the dice rolls. Every terrifying monster feels like it's actually in the room with you. Dark Dice is available for free however you listen to podcasts, or at darkdice.com. So ask yourself, do you seek him? This episode is brought to you in part by BroadlyEpi.com. Whether you want to level up your public health or programming skills for free, want to rent a scientist, or just keep up to date with some of the latest research in public health, go check out BroadlyEpi.com. They also offer custom software solutions for both quantitative and qualitative data analysis and have some tools ready-made on the website. BroadlyEpi.com. Epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello, listeners. This is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Brought to you by Twin Strangers Productions. Please note that the following episode of Tell No Tales contains instances of body horror, depictions of a violent physical attack, and the character's resultant experience of trauma. Please proceed with caution if you may be affected by any of these issues. Links to the transcript can be found in the show notes if you would like to scan ahead. Take care, listeners.
Wasting Company Time presents Tell No Tales Episode 7 Reliving Audio Diary of Leo Quinn, Assistant to Frank Williamson, Director of Better Place. I'm close. I'm so ridiculously close to having this recorder working. I'm pretty sure a good amount of data from one more Category 3 should do it. Just one solid conversation. Problem is, these days, we just don't get a lot of Category 3s. Guess Better Place is too good at its job because we keep removing the category twos before they can progress which like good for better place or whatever but sucks for me i kind of hounded riley for a case and eventually they passed along this one it's the talk of the research department apparently and uh well they were very adamant that i do not go and actually seek this one out this is just for desk research right leo You're not going to put yourself in danger by going to visit this very volatile spirit, are you, Leo? Yes, Riley. Exactly, Riley. Of course not. I wouldn't dream of it. And they never have to find out otherwise. Okay? So, case BL number 2225. Category 3, case status active. Report passed on by City of London Police, victim anonymized for data protection. Transcript of Victim's Report From the beginning? Sorry, I... It's all a bit muddled. I... Could I get another tea? Thanks. Well... Okay, so... I was walking home. I'd just walked my girlfriend back to her place. I live in Whitechapel, which isn't the safest area, but... She's always talking about how I don't really get how scary it is for a woman to be walking around by my place after dark, which is fair enough, I suppose, so sometimes when she can't spend the night, I walk her back. Normally I'm fine making the walk back alone, I don't bring my wallet or anything, just my keys, and I always figure, what's the worst somebody could do, mug me? In which case, I've got nothing on me worth mugging. But, but I mean, I didn't, I wasn't, There was no reason. Sorry. Right, yes. From the beginning. So I was cutting through a side street. I'd been that way tons of times, but this time he was... Well, maybe not a he. That's quite... God, my girlfriend's gotten in my head. This isn't the point. I'd never met a ghost before, but I know people who have, and it felt how they described. Goosebumps and this horrible feeling everywhere in the air and everything got darker the streetlights went out and then it was like the city went out the moon went out it went unnaturally dark total pitch black and everything just kind of fell away like the ground beneath me was swallowed up by the blackness and all I could feel was a hand closing tight around my throat and Sorry, just... 
Uh, was that my tea? Thanks. Um. Yeah, so he... It had me by the throat, holding me in the air, and it... And I... And I felt it caught into me. I felt the knife go all the way down from the tip of my scalp. I felt the blood spilling over my eyes and my mouth and then spilling down my collarbone as the knife followed and as it hit my chest it went sorry it went deeper I felt I felt my lungs I don't, I don't know I can't it was like they just burst I felt my my um my guts I heard them fall I, Sorry, is there a bathroom, a bin, or... I don't think I'm going to read any more of that transcript, actually. Maybe Riley wasn't messing around when they said that this was just for desk research. I mean, the guy was fine, physically. The police report says there wasn't a scratch on him, except for some bruising around his neck clear finger marks but no cuts or anything the category 3 held him up by his throat but the rest was all illusion a manifestation of apparently of the spirit's own murder it's not like the original spirit was hard to find you don't get too many people who are killed by well not hanged, drawn, and quartered, exactly. But whatever the slower, more sadistic version of that is. The coroner's file of the original murder was more clinical than the transcript of the victim's report, but it looked like the knife was drawn in a kind of cross from the original victim's forehead to stomach, then across his chest. Hardly surprising that he got stuck behind. It actually sounds kind of rough. For the ghost, I mean. He just has to, what, spend eternity reliving his own death? And he seems to be recreating his murder without doing any actual long-term physical harm, at least. Just an apparently quite believable illusion. I'll be okay. I won't go too far into the side street. I'll go on my lunch break so it's still daylight. It's just an illusion. And he's the only Category 3 we've gotten for ages. I really, really think one more Category 3 is all I need to get this recorder working. Sure, I could wait for the next one to come around, but how long will that take? And in the meantime, how many Brian Mathesons are going to be destroyed just for existing peacefully as spirits? No. I can't wait. If I have the power to do something, then waiting around just because I don't want to face some spooky illusion is inherently unethical. Frank's away on some workshop thing. It's unclear exactly what it is from his schedule, but 
He's out all day, which means... I can report back after my lunch break. I'll be fine. Really, I will. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, I thought... I thought I could... No. No, no, I can't. I can't. Try again. I'm fine. I'm... Physically, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. Going in the daytime didn't help. I just... hovered for a while on the edge of the cordoned off side street. But the readings on the EMF meter were so faint. I thought maybe it it couldn't hurt to take a few more steps. But it was just like in the police report. As soon as I was properly in the alley, it was as if the sun just went out. The whole place just fell away. The ground beneath my feet, all of it. Everything went dark, and not like any kind of darkness I'd ever known. Not the kind of darkness your eyes can adjust to, just total blackness. I was just kind of suspended in this void. And the only things anchoring me were the EMF reader in my hand and the the fingers closed around my throat. I think it was worse. Knowing what was coming. I felt the skin split over my forehead. And I mean, everyone knows what forehead wounds are like. I felt the rush of all that blood. And my first thought was that, okay, I'm going to die from this. But my second thought was that I knew I wouldn't, that I'd survive it all, every last second. Right the way down to... Well, I'd read the police report. I never really... I never really expected to live, to know how it feels when skin and... and organs just... just give way. Like, oh God. only thing keeping me steady, the only thing keeping me sane, was the, the EMF reader in my hand. Reminding me it wasn't real, it was just the manifestations of a spirit. A spirit that, if nothing else, did seem to be, I guess, monologuing while he worked. So there's that. 
at least, right? There was a silver lining, which maybe doesn't completely make up for how it how it felt for my my stomach to open. So I was thinking, Leo? Hi. Hey, hey, what's the... Oh shit, Leo, who did that to your neck? So, uh, remember the case file you gave me? The, uh, the category three? Leo, no. Leo, yes. If you've ever got to hold you so rights, now is... Oh, come on. What kind of monster do you think I am? Let me get a look at you. What did it do to you? Right, no, come on. Get your things. I'm taking you to the hospital now. No, really, really, I'm fine. It's, it's just my neck. It's just some bruising from where it... The way he... Held me up. Jesus, Leo. Did he? Yeah. The whole thing, yeah. It. Yeah. Exactly like in the case file. Except it didn't hurt. The knife, they. They didn't mention that in the file. It didn't hurt. I. Why didn't he mention that in his report? didn't sound like the pain was the main problem. No. No, it wasn't. Even if it had hurt, it wouldn't have been... God, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. The whole point of this was to prove that they're human. That they're people, and I forgot what that meant. I just let myself believe that every single spirit was good or kind or harmless and I got so lost in the tragic backstories and the romances and the powerlessness of the spirits I've spoken to that I forgot that the whole point is that humans are flawed and sometimes they're evil and sometimes they're messed up and I forgot I forgot that humans can hurt people I was such an idiot Riley such a naive ridiculous idiot Oi, shut it Only I get to call you an idiot, and you're not. You're not, Leo, seriously. Uh, You get, like, one instance of total sincerity from me every ten years or so, so so pay attention. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what you're talking about, or why you went to see this ghost in person, but I know you are not an idiot. Seriously. You're, like, disgustingly intelligent. You've got no common sense, to be fair. Sure, but... You, you've always had that mind for science, even in school. God, I mean, it was annoying. You're not an idiot. You, you, you're an Aries moon. I don't know what that means. It means, like, you're a bit impulsive, but you always go after what you want. It means, of course, you were going to run headfirst into danger, if you had good reasons. You, you had good reasons, right? What's the etiquette here? Do I have to wait until you're not hyperventilating to ask what those reasons are, or... You should, but you wouldn't. Accurate. (sighs) 
Okay, give me a second to... So, the research I've been doing. The mystery research? Yes, that. Well, it's not just theoretical. I'm working on a device that will let me record the voices of ghosts. <gasps> Ghost album. No, so, so sorry, no, carry on. Well, the end goal is to be able to take the statements of the ghosts we capture and use them to build a case against Better Place. Ooh, corporate takedown. This just got exciting. Wait, why? Because Better Place has no right to decide when to end a life, whether it's an afterlife or not. And spirits are still human, so shouldn't be exempt from human rights, especially in the pursuit of profit for one company. Agreed. Wait, what? Agreed. It means I agree. I'm on board. What can I do to help? You... Really? It was that easy to convince you to take down the company paying both our salaries? Well, yeah. I work as a researcher, remember? It's literally my entire job to dig up the humanity of these spirits, and every time we send dispatches off to dispose of a ghost, I'm the one finding out everything from their middle name to their worst fear. I love research, don't get me wrong. I love the challenge. I love being given an approximate date of death and a location and being told, Here you go, Riley. Now give us everything you can about who this person was. But honestly, after a while it takes its toll. Like, having a file full of research that you dug up, feeling like you know this person inside and out, and then handing that file over knowing full well it's going to be used against them. Good point. I guess I didn't think about it that way. Plus... Your Aries moon nonsense clearly needs some help from my Virgo moon. I... I thought it was a Cancer? Ah, oh, keep up. Cancer's your sun sign. Moon signs are different. It's like you don't even listen to me when I tell you things. I listen. You're... a Gemini. That one was easy. I mention it all the time. So, wanna talk about it? Y you being a... Gemini? Oh. Not that much to tell. I'm just being dramatic because how can I be so messed up over something that didn't even hurt? It's just, God, it's ridiculous, but I feel kind of betrayed. Like, I was so trusting that I was doing something good and that the spirits would know that, that they wouldn't hurt me. Like, like I said, it was my own stupidity for forgetting that they're human, that they have the capability to be awful. God, it was so awful. I won't ever forget how it feels for my stomach to just... to feel everything just... Hey, 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 you're okay? You're... you're recording this? Episode 7 of Tell No Tales, Reliving, was written and performed by Leanne Egan. You also heard the voice of Phil Thompson as Riley Matkins. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is to spread the word. Leaving us a rating and a review in your listening app of choice is a huge help. 
or you can follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at TellNoTalesPod. Links and information about transcripts can be found in the show notes. Tell No Tales is distributed by Wasting Company Time Productions under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. Thank you for listening. And remember, the dead don't bite. Until, of course, they do. (laughs) 